Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome, my friends, to the Thursday edition of Bo Snurdly's Rush Hour here on WABC. If you'd like to be part of the program this afternoon, 800 848 WABC is how you get us, 800-848-9222. It is Thursday. Regular listeners know what that means. It's Andrew Giuliani a day. We always have a chat with Andrew about whatever is going on in the world, and today will be no exception. Yes, there is news. I don't know whether we will uh, touch on it. But there is news about Da Fanny. That would be D.A. Fanny Willis. There's news about Da Fanny. And it doesn't advance the story a heck of a lot. So we may not touch Da Fanny today. Also, Joe Biden has decided, remember last year, everything in East Palestine, Ohio, was just in turmoil. Train derailment, people were saying the water was screwed up with sort of chemicals in it and all that. A year later, Joe Biden's going to visit sometime in February. I mean, I'm sure they're grateful. I'm sure they've just been waiting every single week for Joe Biden to show up and ask them how they're doing. Yeah, yeah, he can tell them about how the Corvette is, uh, uh, whatever it was. And, uh, you know. Better late than never, they probably say. Better late. No, better never than late. Oh, at this point. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But somebody had the nerve to ask uh, uh, the little girl, uh, Karine Jean-Pierre, if Joe Biden would drink the water. And she dodged the question. Let me see where that story is. (laughs) Of course she did. Yeah, that story's in the Daily BS. KJP refuses to say if Biden will drink water in East Andrew Giuliani, how are you? Uh, James, always great to be on with you, my friend. Happy Thursday to you and the listeners. Absolutely. Uh, Andrew, we got to do, we have breaking news, sort of. So I hate to, you know, you and I always talk, well, we trade stories. So we kind of know some of the things we're going to touch on. And as I said today, we might not be touching on Duffany. But... (laughs) (laughs) But late breaking news, this comes from redstate.com. Democrat staffer who filmed himself having sex in Capitol won't be charged because, of course. Now, yes. No, it's incredible. It's, uh, I mean, I'm speechless by this again. I mean, considering that this was, you know, in our capital, I mean, you literally yes. have a lewd sex act that's going on, and the fact lewd, that charged, lewd, I, lewd, lewd. <laughs> How dare I, you? I'm not, I'm it not was love. By this, I guess, though, it was love. Yeah, exactly. Well, guess what? Love belongs in your own bedroom over here, not in the U.S. Capitol. Unbelievable to think what they're doing to all these January 6th defendants 
and they look at this and basically say, "Up, oh, you know what? We're not going to even give you a slap on the wrist for this one right here. No. So I think it just shows you again the two-tier justice system in this country. This is the way that Red State reported it today. In news, that isn't going to shock anyone. The U.S. Capitol Police have decided not to charge the Democrat trapper, uh, staffer who trespassed in a Capitol hearing room and then him filmed himself having yanal sex with another man. What's that? <laughs> uh, we have heard a uh, broadcast engineer, the most famous broadcast engineer in America, Mike Mamone, broadcast engineer for Rush Limbaugh for 30 some odd years, uh, has sent me a message regarding this story. He says, read the viral sex uh, tape in Congress resulting in no charges. What were they going to charge him with? What were they going to charge them with anyway? Illegal entry? <laughs> That's a good one. That is a, that is a very good one. I've got to tip my, tip my cap to him over there uh, for that one. But, uh, I mean, this is, uh, again. It's a, of, I mean, course. of course. But of course. Of course. What's next? I'm glad you asked because you will have occasion to see what's next. <laughs> They've given the green light to anybody that wants to go make your little TikTok videos or do your do your only fan video in Senate hearing room. So have yeah. at it, folks. And Democrats, yeah. one thing they know how to do is an exploit an opportunity. So I'm this may be just the beginning of a wave. Okay, Andrew, Trump's British lawsuit over the steel dossier. This was up in uh UK over there. They uh dismissed it. This is the day Democrats are just, just one of those one, two, three. Let's just dismiss it all. So this, this guy, Christopher Steele, an operative of MI6, creates this phony dossier with all sorts of lewd allegations. You know, uh, the, the P tapes. Uh, 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 yeah, Trump was peeing on the bed that Obama and Michelle stayed on and these other outrageous allegations. Democrats, I will never forget, and I hope this audience doesn't, like, like John McCain, 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 were peddling this stuff all throughout. This phony dossier is the beginning entry paid for by Hillary Clinton, as it turns out, and her campaign. This was the beginning of the Russian collusion hoax. And yet, here we are. About to, we are in the midst of another presidential election cycle. And once again, no responsibility, this time overseas. And I have always wondered, Andrew, I don't know about you, but I've always yeah. wondered if MI6 had a deeper role in this one than we were told. Yeah, it's certainly been a question I've had. To me, you know, seeing the judge say, in my view, there's no reason to let this proceed to trial today. Um, was uh, just a, another blatant example. Again, I know that we're not talking about the United States of America now, but how it seems like so many of these interests, these establishment interests, get protected, especially when it comes to persecuting Trump. This was a, a prime example of what kind of the entire establishment, whether you mention McCain or so much of the media, ended up harping on for two and a half years of, of the Trump presidency, trying to sell off this steel dossier, this political research dossier as a piece of intelligence when it was so obviously not just completely fabricated, but false. So to me, to see this, to not even let it go to trial here, so that way the people of the British people, but the American people as well, people of the world can actually get the facts on this. And the president can maybe cross-examine 
some of the people that he needs to cross-examine in this so that way we can know exactly uh, some more of the details when it comes to this. Uh, it's another travesty of justice, whether it's a travesty of justice here in the United States or across the pond over there in Britain. There are so many things in this that, that are, as you put, travesty of justice. Let's not forget that the FBI lied to the FISA courts. And yep. this is one of the things that four they use. Four times. Four different That's times. right. And yep. there's been absolutely no accountability on the part of the corrupt, thoroughly corrupted FBI or even the FISA courts, which have never admitted we shouldn't have done this. We should not have granted the request from this political operation. Nothing. Business as usual. And, and you know what? When you see rulings like this, uh, when you see no accountability, then I see stuff like this continuing to happen, especially as you're getting into the presidential election year. And it's obvious now more than ever that, uh, that you know, so many people in power do not want to see Trump win in November of 2024. So I, I would expect more BS like this to come on out there. That's why I'm, I'm keeping my eye on the daily BS, because I know it keeps an eye on all the BS that's going out there. You. Now, members of the squad, Le Squadé, Le Squad, the squids, the squad, <laughs> have uh, decided that they would vote against a bill that would bar Hamas terrorists from entering into the United States of America. You believe that? Of course. Of course. Of course they would. This squad. I mean, they're saying up front, here's the bill. I don't think it's a good idea we let terrorists come into the country. What say you? And members of this squad say, no, no, no. Let the terrorists in. They're Hamas. Let them in. This is, and this is on top of Ilhan Omar. Ilhan declaring, of course, that she puts the interest of Somalia ahead of the United States of America. And in fact, that is why she is in Congress, so that she can, in her official capacity as United States Congresswoman, look out for the interest of Somalia. You know, what's interesting specifically about this vote here, James, is to me, this vote alone might actually be a dereliction of their duty and their oath to the Constitution, the U.S. Constitution, when you actually think about it, when you actually think about the oath that they are sworn to protect and defend the United States Constitution from enemies foreign and domestic. Um, you know, I was actually just in the room. No, no, hold, 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 hold tight, bro. Hold tight. Yo, yo, bro. Hold tight, bro. Yes. See, yes. You, you don't understand. <laughs> you, you, what we have here is a communication problem. You don't understand that the enemies, foreign and domestic, are conservatives. The Republicans are the enemies to these people, not Hamas. You're right. Not terrorists. Their enemies that they are sworn to protect are people that vote for the likes of that Donald Trump. Yeah. People that do not want to give reparations. People that do not want to keep the border open and let more millions of people come into this beautiful nation of ours. Those are the enemies. So you talk about you might have a case against you. You've lost your mind, young Giuliani. (laughs) 
you know what? I'll tell you, when I'm in the same room with them, I feel like I lost my mind. I was just a couple of days ago. I was just a couple of days ago in the room with uh, Ocasio Cortez at the swearing oh. in for uh, at the swearing in for the city council member from the Bronx, Christy Marmorado. And uh, Cortez actually got up and gave a speech. And to me, uh, the thing that really concerned me more than anything uh, was, A, first off, this is somebody who is who's smart. I don't want to go and tell you that she's dumb because she's not. She's smart. Secondly, she's charming. Third, that's exactly why she is as dangerous and these ideals are as dangerous as possible. Because she went in, she embraced some of the Republicans that were there that would embrace her. To me, I looked at this the entire time and I said, my goodness, this is not somebody who's a moderate Democrat over here. We may just disagree on how much should actually be taxed. This is somebody who's representing an ideal that has killed hundreds of millions of people over the last 150 years all around the world. And now it's on our shores and it's in our Congress. And so to me, whenever whenever I hear and I know this isn't the point that you were making, but just in general, I've heard a lot of people say, well, AOC, she's just a dumb this, a dumb that. No, no, no. She's smart. She's charming. And that's why she's so dangerous, because the message that she represents is evil at the core. And it really, really is a risk to our country and, frankly, to a, a lot of the Western civilization ideals. No, I've never called uh, um, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez dumb. No, what you never I have. have. Said, what I have said, though, is when it comes to economics, she's remarkably ignorant, as are most liberals. I mean, they don't, they don't look at things when it comes to economic policy the way that we do. And, okay, so that's fine. You can have a difference, but when you can't see the consequences of your policy, when policies are enacted and they have, by definition, what we're going through right now, this, this insane level of inflation, and yet many members of the squad of the Democrat Party cannot either admit or own the fact that their policies have caused this. And this is nothing new. This happens every time these people get in power and implement their overspending they're spending without limit. And by the way, to be totally fair, it's not like they're the only ones that overspend either. Mm -hmm. Republicans in office have been abysmal at keeping spending under control. You know who's spoken about that? Jamie Dimon's been speaking about that least, uh, recently. Um, okay, squad. Here's another one. Oh, brace yourself for this one. <laughs> okay, here we go. Woke squad member Ari Ariana Presley is now claiming that Walgreens, the drug people, the drug, drug store, Walgreens, they are racist because they are closing stores in crime-ridden areas because, she says, closing stores in crime-ridden areas is a disruptive, life-threatening act of racial and economic discrimination. That is what this congresswoman says. I can, almost, I can almost figure out kind of what the next step in terms of what she's going to say is, which is maybe the government should take over these stores so that way they could stay open in these areas where, sadly, all of the shoplifting is happening and these stores cannot operate in the black. They're operating in the red because of that in these areas. That's why you continue to see that. But you can almost feel the next step, which is, the government needs to come in in order to tell this private business 
that they need to then keep their stores open in that area, which, again, socialism, communism, that's the next step right there. Look, it is beyond absurd on the face of it to think that the government would tell a store to open at, at a place at a time. They need to do this. They must do that. I mean, it's a little bit what what uh, what kind of New York is is battling Chick-fil-A on for some reason that they need to keep their store open on a Sunday rather than observe, which is their choice to do that. Um, but you're seeing more and more. You're seeing more and more of this government overreach into these private businesses here. And it wouldn't surprise me if you have one of these squad members that starts to introduce some piece of legislation. You know, maybe it's in the state level in one of these states that will mandate a certain amount of drugstores to stay open uh, in in a neighborhood that might be a high crime neighborhood instead of actually just going to the solution of this, which is actually clean, clean up the crime, take care of these issues, make, reduce bail reform, get bail reform out of here, James. That cleans this whole thing up. But no, no, this is about more government control, more government overreach. Sadly. It's about you a racist and everybody you know is a racist. As long as you don't agree with them, you racist. Get that through your head. You racist. You racist. <laughs> Andrew. Always a pleasure, my friend. You're the best, James. Thank you. Look forward to our conversation next week. We didn't get to touch Da Fanny, Andrew. Maybe you'll be touching Da Fanny a little bit later on. I don't know whether I will be able to do that. Okay, Diggs, what's up with this? This is Elton and who? This is Elton and George. George Michael went number one on this day in 1992 on the U.S. single chart with Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me, their uh, new version of it, also number one in the U.K. All proceeds from the single went to AIDS charities. Cool. And I think, Elton I and think George. Uh, this yeah. was recorded at Live Aid. They, they did this at Live Aid. I think this is the version of it. I didn't watch Live Aid. I'm sorry. I was being a bad person. It's okay. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so, but but whatever, it's a great recording. James Galton, K. Snurley with you here, Boston Snurley's Rush Hour, 800-848-WABC is the number to reach us, 800-848-9222. Coming back, your call is going to be part of the program, so stick right here. On 77 WABC. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. 
1965. Arthur Smith Studios, Charlotte, North Carolina. James Brown records this one. Papa's got a brand new bag. Goes up to number eight on the Billboard charts. Number one. On the R&B charts here on WABC. Hey, you know what I did yesterday? I have, I have, this guy, there's a guy that is just like a genius at repairing gear. So he repaired my floor model Atari reel-to-reel tape deck. You did mention that. You did mention that. That's cool. And I played the last day of music thing that we produced in 1980. I put it on. I was like, I don't want to, you know, because sometimes if you haven't played a tape, and this tape hadn't been touched in decades. So I put it on. Sounds beautiful. I just have to figure out how I can digitize this stuff now. And then maybe we can have some fun with it. Anyway. Okay, there's a story today, Daily BS. Uh, six takeaways from the Senate hearing on big tech and child exploitation. I talked about this briefly yesterday, and I want to just wrap up the loop on this. First of all, Mark Zuckerberg, you get this grandstanding-ass Lindsey Graham. You get blood on your hands. I would have just told him to kiss my, you know, first up, first up, Lindsey who has more blood on their hands, me or you? Every time something happens in the world, you're the first one to my let's go bomb. Let's go bomb Iran. Let's go bomb Iraq. Let's go bomb in Afghanistan. Let's go send troops here. Let's send troops there. Lindsay, who has more blood on their hands, you or me? Secondly, I would have told every member of Congress there, you feckless, turdish politicians, how dare you even think to attack me running a private business as blood on my hands when your policies have killed more people, have destroyed more of the American dream over the decades. Look at what happened to the black family with what Democrats did with their great society, their so-called great society under Lyndon Johnson. Destroyed an entire generation of people. We're still seeing the results of that, by the way. And that's part of this entitlement society and that's partly why you get these members of the squad running around talking nonsense about reparations and everything else. They're part of what happened to people, to an entire generation of people as a result of government policy. Not to mention the poverty that has been inflicted on generations of people because you tell them, here, go on welfare. You will never do better in your life. Oh, want to make some more babies? Go on welfare. We'll pay you. You have generations trapped in cyclical poverty because of government actions. And Lindsey Graham and these Republicans, Josh Hawley, some of them have the nerve to sit up and demand that Mark Zuckerberg apologize. And like an idiot, the guy turns around and starts telling a mother, parents should never have to go through what you've gone through with your children. Should have just told those parents, and I'm not through. I talked about the Turkish politicians. Let me talk about you. You parents sitting here protesting Facebook. Are you kidding? Who is it that lets your little kids on Facebook? Mark Zuckerberg doesn't come in your house with an iPad and an iPhone and say, here, 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 little kid, here, little Johnny, here's some Facebook for you. It's like crack. It's kitty crack. Here's some Facebook. You're going to like this. 
Their parents give them the damn, here's a little phone, Johnny. I want my Johnny to have an iPhone because all the other kids have an iPhone. I want my Johnny to have an iPad. All the other kids have a little iPad. Uh, are you monitoring what your child is doing on the iPad? No. But Mark Zuckerberg is killing my children. Oh, kiss ass. Be a parent. Monitor what your kids are doing and stop complaining. If you think your kids are being harmed on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever it is, take it away from them. Be a parent. And Mark Zuckerberg should have told him that. I'm not, I'm not forcing your kid to get on Facebook. So whatever you think is happening, no, 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 no. You bear some responsibility here. Now, I do agree with these politicians that Section 230 needs to be removed. It is basically an a la carte to misery with immunity that these social media giants have had. But to sit down and tell this man you've got blood on your hands is laughable. WABC Talk Radio 77. James Golden Snurley here with you. Speaking of laughter. Neil Sadaka. How's that for a segue? Yeah, you you weren't around when Dan Ingram was uh, the, the afternoon drive host here at WABC. Dan Ingram was perhaps one of the greatest radio men in history. And he absolutely hated Neil Sadaka. Hated him. Really? It was something personal, and I could never find out what it was. But anyway, this is Neil. That's a beautiful song. Nineteen seventy-five, and this was his last big charter. Nelson Daco on WABC Talk Radio seventy-seven in New York. Hoping your presence is indeed very pleasant. James Goldman with you here, both nearly on our rush hour. Coming back right after this. Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Bo Snurdly on 77 WABC. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. This is the news and talk station of New York with Bo Snurdly. Now, folks, please pay attention to this real New York 77 WABC. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. 
1948, Buffalo, New York. Enter Rick James. She's a very kinky girl. The kind you don't think of to Like Dolphani. Birthday today for, well, some would say heavenly birthday, maybe others wouldn't. But birthday nonetheless. Posthumous birthday for Rick James here on WABC. Diego, have you ever seen Charlie uh, Murphy? Do you know who he is? Eddie Murphy's brother? No. Okay, there is a video. It's several. It's what? Say what? It's on Chappelle's show. It was that's right. Thank you. It was on the Chappelle show when Chappelle had a TV show the first time out. What was that one on uh, Nothing Broadcasting? It was on Comedy Central. He used Central. to do those uh, skits with Prince that he meant Mitch Prince. Right, exactly. You have to see these. It is Charlie Murray talking about their relationship with Rick James and interspersed in all of this is Rick James in wow. some of them. It is, you have to see, they are hysterical. I, I've never seen that. I'll see it right Especially now. <laughs> when Rick James visits Eddie Murphy's house. You know, they had a house. It wasn't too far from me. I lived in uh, Inglewood. They had a house. Uh, Eddie had a house on uh, Bubble Hill up in Inglewood Cliffs. Oh, there's Curtis. I wonder if Curtis has seen this. Ask Curtis. Ask Curtis to come in for a quick second. He's on his way. And okay. And there's one scene in there where Eddie, where they talk about how Rick James came into the house. Eddie Murphy had a beautiful white couch. Rick James came in with muddy boots and put his dirty boots all over their couch. I'm Rick James. I'm Rick James. And then, yeah, F your couch. F your couch. I'm Rick James. And they beat the living crap out of him. Afterwards, Eddie and his brother. Curtis, have you? <laughs> yo, What's up, Curtis? Yo, yo, Rick James, man. And what about the Mary Jane girls? Did you forget about them already? I didn't even play the. It's Rick James' birthday today. I didn't even get into Mary Jane girls. Oh, you know, though, but Eddie Murphy went up to Orchard Park where... Rick James had this tremendous mansion and spread, spent a year of his life. He said, you got to teach me, Rick James, how to sing a number one song. Oh, my God. Was that an effort? And then finally, he came up with the song that is the theme for Eric Adams' party all the time. Eddie Murphy. Oh, party. Seriously? Yeah. That's the that's the backstory. Yeah. He spent a year up there, obviously doing a lot of nasty things with the Mary Jane girls. But then he had this number one hit. I didn't know they were nasty. Oh, come on, man. Mary Jane girls. Mary Jane. They were were smoking that weed. Mary Jane, what's wrong with you? And you know Rick James, he didn't smoke weed, man. He did blow. He did blow. Okay, and there's a website. Lisa weighs in. Charlie Murphy's True Hollywood Story, Rick James and Prince. This was part of the Chappelle Show. If you have not seen this, you have to see this. It is hysterical. Wait a second. Wait a second. Here comes the line. 
Pump that volume up. Here it is, Eddie Murphy. It's Eric Adams' theme song. You never heard this? Of course I heard this. You can imagine when Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, mayor of the illegal aliens, comes out in his $5,000 customized suit. He has this music playing in the background because he wants to party all the time. Here it comes. Yeah. I didn't like this when it was new. Yeah, but he became like a number one hit, man. He spent a year of his life. And I couldn't understand it then, and I still don't understand it. It's well, like, he, look, stick to comedy. Stay in your lane. Yeah, but he was you up know, there for a, the Mary Jane girls. Come on, man. You know it's a honey <laughs> trap. Rick James had the honey trap up there. Hey, 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 hey. Let's not disparage honey traps, Curtis. I've been caught uh, in a few myself. <laughs> I know, bro. Listen. <laughs> There's a story in the post today, Curtis, uh, breaking the law and, de- and barely surviving inside New York City's cash-strapped migrant economy that is wreaking havoc on New York City revenue. Now, who couldn't see this coming, coming, Curtis? All of a sudden, you have people, some of them, they talk about Sam Bayito, Sam Bayito, to, to, who uh, comes here f- to us from Africa. They don't say which nation in Africa. Huddled with other migrants at the entrance of a Lowe's in Brooklyn hoping for a few dollars in tips from customers loading drywall, lumber, and installation and insulation into their vehicles. I'm looking for carpenter jobs, is written on a marker alongside his phone number. He doesn't speak English, poor dear. And then there's so many others. Some of them speak French. Others are speaking Arabic. They're all here in New York City. They're all here illegally, I might add. But they're looking for work, and many of them are getting work. And supposedly, according to the New York Post, Curtis, this is wreaking havoc. It is, on, and, and, and the great yes. reporter, Isabel Vincent, really did a deep dive on this. So this was very thorough, very meticulous. You could see how they operate under the radar screen. Uh, you know, it's money under the table. They're getting paid. Most importantly, they're going to, like, Home Depot parking lots or parking lots at Target, and they're rolling up to a woman with her children or a grandmother with her grandchildren, and they're hustling them by saying, we're going to take your packages. We're going to take your package. You know, I don't need anybody. And then if you don't give them money, oh, my God, it, they've become gangs. This is the problem. They've this organized. Is exactly, this is New York turning to what it was before Rudy Giuliani came and just stopped all these low-level intimidation crimes. This was like the squeegee guys. that used to just walk up to your car with their dirty squeegees, start spreading that crap all over your windshield, and if you didn't give them money, it was even worse. This is the same thing. Remember the movie Scorsese, Gangs of New York? That's what's happening. They're becoming very tribal. I know the uh, North Africans well from the sub-Saharan desert, where there are many active uh, cells of ICE and Al-Qaeda, too. So you have Mauritania, Mali. You have Chad, Senegal, Sudan, and all the way down East Africa, Madagascar. And they form their tribe, and they're battling Venezuelans, and they're hustling, and they're shoplifting, and they're pickpocketing, and they're fighting, and they're basically carving up turf. And we don't let the cops do their job. When you saw that beatdown take place, the one thing you noticed, these cops didn't have nightsticks. Now, I know— I was saying that yesterday. There was a day, Curtis, in New York where you could have four people 
attacked two New York City cops, and those four people would have got the beat down of their life. Well, they wouldn't. They didn't do it. Instead, you see these guys beating down New York police officers. They go to jail, and then four of the five of them are released. The good old-fashioned nightstick. First, they give you a wooden shampoo. Then they hit you in your kneecaps and your shin. So even if you try to run away, you only make it a block. And the cops will know who to pick up because they're limping. You know, they're like hopping along Cassidy. And they will remember those cops for weeks. Did you ever nick your shin on a coffee table? You know the yes. pain. That, you imagine that wooden baton, that nightstick, pow! Oh, 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 God. Oh, if only, if only they would just give the cops their nightsticks and let them do their job. Well, they can't. It's racist, Curtis. You know that. It's racist to let cops because, they'll, because the racist cops will use the nightsticks on people of color. And they'll only pick on people of color. And that's why we have to make sure that we make sure that these cops document everybody that they talk to. Every single person, every single day. Now, James Golden, I beg to differ with you because I had a few wooden shampoos in my lifetime. And the last time I looked in the mirror, I am a snow bro. I am the Caucasian persuasion. I am a McWhitey white. I'm just telling you what your leftist friends say. I'm not saying it's true. Oh, okay. All right. Because I still feel the lumps. You know better than that. I grew up in Queens, bro. I grew up in 113, 115. You know that I know. The real deal over here, right? Yeah, but you were, you, come on, be honest. You were Urkel, man. You were, you were, you even said, you even acknowledged you were Look, Urkel at that time. Somebody has to do well in school. <laughs> I'm sorry it wasn't you. <laughs> you were you were hanging out with the homies at August Martin in Springfield Gardens. I wasn't in August Martin. I went to Jackson. Oh, that's okay. right. And that was rough stuff. Jackson was kind of, it turned into kind of a, yeah, one of those schools. Yeah, yeah you know, I, I still ask that question. Like Eric Adams, he says, I'm proud to come from Southeast Queens. Like you, you were proud to come in there. Except he went all the way to Bayside High School. He wanted to escape oh, all Oh, Bayside that. High School was, never mind. Yeah, yeah, that's all not, white. You know, no, all Kurt, white Bayside, and Asian. Give me a break. Bayside High School, really? Anyway, this is, Curtis, one of these, this is just ridiculous. Have you heard the latest? Have you heard the latest in Da Fanny news? Oh, Curtis. yeah. The fanny pack. Oh, my God. That lady is. I mean, what is it with all these ladies that, like, they meet a, a bodyguard or, or a lawyer or whatever, and it's sort of like they become the Mac Daddy? Do you see all the Mac Daddies? New Orleans mayor, right? We got yeah, Fanny May, right? She got yeah. the Mac Daddy. I mean, there's look, so many women out there with Mac Daddies. Man, look, we live in a fanny world, man. Fanny rules the world, bro. Okay, you, you well. forgot Fox, right? Fox out there in St. Louis, man. She got, she got a big Mac Daddy. What's up with these sisters? They are going for it. They got the fanny, and they know how to use it. Well, fanny knows how to use that fanny. Now, you know, there was a report last week, New York Post, and this, the headline was hysterical. It said, "Da Fanny, Da Fanny." So that's how they refer to her, Da Fanny. It said, angry residents in Georgia demand a probe into Da Fanny. I was like, yeah, baby, probe Da Fanny. Oh, yeah. Man. Anyway. That's that good stuff. But anyway, SWAs, all three of them are SWAs. You know what SWA is? What? Uh, no. Sisters with Attitude. Okay. And you know all oh, about wait that. A minute. You know all about that, James Golden. That was, I know about SWV. We got some SWV in the house. Don't we have SWV? No, we're talking SWA, Sisters with Attitudes. 
And remember, my first wife was his sister, so I know all about I know that. what you're talking about. Listen, she's being countersued in the Trump case. She's been subpoenaed to testify about her improper spending and her improper relationship. All, so Fanny, because, all because she threw it away for a Mac Daddy. Hey, look, this guy was working traffic court before he met the Fanny. Okay, she's now on the number one political case in the country. He got over. Fanny has the power. Ha! We ha! got to run, Curtis. Chime check in with Lou Dobbs. SWV, Sisters with Voices, right here on WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York. James Golden, AKA Stern, with you. Time to check in. The money. Lou Dobbs. The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Bo Snurdly. On 77 WABC. Real New York. 77 WABC. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. Amanda Robert Churchill, Miss Churchill, out on the left coast, checks us out every day. She is one of. America's premier, and I mean premier songwriters. She's amazing. Anyway, she says that SWV Week, she loves that one. This is my favorite SWV, Sisters with Voices. I like how these sisters can make a one-syllable word two syllables. It's like here is a one-syllable word. No, here. It's two syllables. Nerdly presents Rapid Phones. Helen, you are up first in Princeton, New Jersey. How are you, Helen? Fine, Bo. Uh, what I was calling about is I forced myself to watch that video of those two officers being uh, pummeled and kicked and to the ground on a public street in New York City by uh, a bunch of illegal immigrant thugs. And the first thought that came to my mind in anger is, where are our men? And and I've never bought into feminism. I'm a strong woman myself. My mother was a strong woman. But where are the men that tolerate this stuff going on, Bo? Forget the mayor. Forget that crazy, feckless uh, New York governor. But where are the men? Where are the men that can They're headed down to Tejas. Some of them are headed down to Texas right now in a convoy to take back the border. And, of course, they are being denounced for those efforts, Helen. Thank you so much. Leah, in Brooklyn, you're on WABC. Hi. Uh, First of all, I love your show. Second of all... um, Black Lives Matter, um, as I saw the pictures of the three soldiers that were killed, they seemed to be all black, 
And I don't hear Black Lives Matter uh, organization or any groups demonstrating that Biden should do something about these deaths. Well, number one, Black Lives Matter is not Black Lives Matter. It's build large mansions. And why would they be concerned? Because black soldiers die. These are people that are pro-America. Build large mansions is not a pro-America organization. So, of course, they're not going to speak up about this, just like they won't speak about the black lives that die every weekend in New York City because of liberal policies and the killers, murderers, rapists, thugs are allowed to wander the streets. Once they are locked in jail, they're let go again. Why should they comment on any of it? Leah, very observant. Love you. Thank you. Sandra, New Jersey, you're up next. Hi, Bo. Two things. One, I'm thinking about Fanny. She must be so pissed at her mother for giving her that name, you know, because everyone's picking on her for her name, Fanny. But what really I wanted to bring up is there was a bill passed saying that any individuals from Hamas or anyone affiliated with them in any way are not eligible to come into the United States. So guess who voted against it? Every member of the squad and 150, we talked about that with Andrew Giuliano in the, in the show today, 150 Democrats voted against that bill. Now, the bill passed, and 50-some-odd Democrats voted with Republicans for it in the House. But the squad voted against it, and so did other Democrats. Nothing surprising there. They're friends of the criminals. They're friends of the terrorists. Kevin, Long Island, you're up next. Thank you for waiting. Going once, going twice. Debbie, Staten Island. How are you, Debbie? Great, Bo. Tell uh, Lindsey Graham to stop grandstanding. The, the responsibility is on the parents to control what the children watch. Bring back family traditions because these kids don't even know how to communicate because they're on these iPads too long because their parents are on their iPads doing their thing too. They're using it as a babysitting service, and in the meantime, their kids' mental health is being destroyed by social media and everything else. Be a parent. Uh, it's a big responsibility. Absolutely. I love that. Bob, Tom's River, very quickly. Yeah, the men I haven't left. The men, last man that stepped in on the subway is now charged with murder. So you've Boom. got to be careful at the dude stepping Boom. in. You know? Thank you, Bob. That's it for us, folks. May God bless, protect each and every single one of you, your family, your loved ones. Love and gratitude for your being here with me, allowing me to be here with you. God willing, we are back tomorrow for the Freud Day. Edition of Bolson Early's Rush Hour, and then Saturday for our Saturday morning radio extravaganza here on WABC. Till then. Bye.